It is a new day, and the glory of the Lord is upon you. I am blessed to fellowship with you as we spend the next few moments hearing the word of God. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. This is your moment to receive life and bring in the message of life is our friend and our teacher, Pastor Josh. The silent gentleman. And I want to take my first text from John chapter 14 and verse number 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit. How many of us need helpers? You need divine helpers. You need helpers of destinies. They shall locate you this week. This very month, your helpers of destiny shall locate you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And on the flip side, all the helpers of your enemies, we separate them from those your enemies in the name of Jesus. Listen, there is a reason why the enemy is bold to come after you. There is a reason why the enemy is arrogant about coming after you. And that is because they have helpers. They have people who are fortifying them. They have people who empower them. I said this week, this month, your helpers of destiny shall locate you. Everyone, anyone who is supposed to be in your life, for your life to move forward, receive in the name of Jesus. And everyone that decides to come against you, rightly or wrongly, did you hear what I just said? Rightly or wrongly, I separate them away from their helpers in the name of Jesus. I command help to dry up around them in the name of Jesus. The body helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. John chapter 16 and verse number 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Now, let's hold on a little bit. This is Jesus speaking here. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Do you know who is speaking here? This is Jesus Christ who is speaking. And Jesus is saying, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Does it mean that Jesus lies? He never lies. Everything Jesus ever said was the truth. He spoke to the tree. And it happened like that. He told his disciples one time, he said, go to some place. There's going to be a donkey. A donkey is going to be waiting for you. And they went right there. The donkey was there. He told them one other time, he said, go to the river. Catch a fish. The first fish you will catch. Open its mouth. There will be money in the mouth of that fish. And it was exactly like he said it would be. He spoke to the wind and the wind responded. Everything Jesus ever said was the truth. But now, he comes to John chapter 16 and verse number 7. And he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. In other words, he was about to tell them something that will stagger them. He was about to tell them something that will blow their minds. He was about to tell them something that was out of the ordinary. Something that was outrageous. Something that was hard to believe. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. The Bible says, and Jesus said, I am the truth and the life. But he now says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. There is no falsehood in Jesus. There are no lies in Jesus. Jesus is the very embodiment of truth. But yet, he said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your own advantage 
that are go away. Do you know who is talking? This is Jesus Christ. The one the disciples have come to believe that he's God. While he was with them, all his paid staff, he took care of them. When their in-laws were sick, he went to them. He healed their in-laws. He came across corpse, the dead bodies. He brought them back to life. When there was lack, when there was scarcity, and he spoke, abundance manifested. Hallelujah. They saw him. He spoke to the wind. And the wind responded. He talked to the waters. He walked on the water. Hallelujah. He operated like a spirit. They never saw him sick. They never need to encourage him one time. He never went to the hospital. He never went to see the counselor. He never went to see the psychiatrist. You know what? He didn't need to be encouraged. And they came face to face with hard situations. And he was able to see them through. Many times they tried to kill him. But he went through. And now he comes and says, It is to your advantage. It is expedient that I go away. Go where? If you were one of the disciples, would you not say this man is... But you are God. Where are you going to? What can be better than you, God? What can be better than God? Where are you going to? We are going together. I resigned my job and followed you. I forsook all. I forsook my properties. I forsook my family. I left my friends. I left my businesses behind to follow you. And now you say you are going where? You are not going anywhere. We are going together. He said, it is expedient. It is to your advantage that I go. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you, the helper. Jesus by himself was saying that the one who was coming in his place was better and greater than he himself. No wonder, I think Luke chapter 7, the Bible says that of all the prophets, from Joel to Jeremiah, from Jeremiah to Isaiah, to Elijah, to Elisha, of all the prophets, both in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, the Bible says that John was the greatest of all those prophets. And yet, this John never performed any miracle. He never brought the dead back to life. He never healed the sick. He never cast out any demons. He never supplied water. He never multiplied water, multiplied wine or anything. And the Bible says that John the Baptist was the greatest of all. The who? The prophets. And I began to think about it. I said, what can be, what can distinguish this man from these other people? It was because he was always doing one thing. He was always preaching repentance. And the greatest miracle that happens to a man, the greatest miracle that happens to any woman, is the transformation of the hearts. That's the greatest miracle. The transformation of the hearts. I used to steal, I steal no more. I used to lie, I lie no more. And he preached repentance straight to their faces and they responded to the word of God. My prayer is that this weekend, you will respond to the word of God. And the word of God shall be profitable to you. But the Bible further says that, but the least in the kingdom, 
the very least in the kingdom was greater than John the Baptist. The very least in the kingdom. That means somebody can become born again today. From today, this very moment. He is bigger. He is better. He is more powerful than John the Baptist, who was the greatest of the prophets. What can be the distinguishing mark? And it is this. It is because they're born again, the little boy in the kingdom, the little girl in the kingdom, they are possessed by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Someone say the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. In the old dispensation, the Holy Spirit came and was lifted. He comes and goes. He comes and goes. He comes and goes. He, I don't know, once in three months, he can come once in six months. And the word of the Lord was very scarce. But now, the moment you give your life to Christ and you accept the Holy Ghost into you, the Holy Ghost makes you a resident of ease. So if you have ever given your life to Christ, and if you have ever prayed that prayer, right now as you are seated in that place, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Do you know how big the Holy Ghost is? Do you know how powerful the Holy Ghost is? Isaiah chapter number 40, as from verse number 12. Who else has held the oceans in his hands. Do you know what an ocean is? Is there any ocean in Oklahoma City? Have you ever seen any ocean in Oklahoma City? Uh -huh. He said, who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the heart? That means he carries the heart. He carries the whole heart. All the five continents. All the oceans, all the mountains, all the hills, the sand, the mineral resources, all the seven point something billion people. He said, who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on the scale? Verse 13. Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who can advise the spirit of the Lord? When the spirit of the Lord is talking, who can advise the spirit of the Lord? Where is that wisdom coming from that can compare to the wisdom of the Spirit of the Lord? The Spirit, the one the Bible calls the ancient of days, who can counsel, who can advise the Spirit of the Lord, who knows enough to give him advice or teach him. Touch your neighbor. Say, can you teach the Holy Spirit? The whole oceans all the oceans, I don't know how many they are now, they are all in his hands. All the oceans and the resources in the oceans, they are all in the hands of the mighty Holy Ghost. He carries the whole world. And yet, God deemed it fit to have that powerful person resident on your inside. With all your weaknesses, with all your fears and anxieties, with all your inadequacies, bro. This powerful person, member of the Trinity, God deemed that person fit and necessary to stay on your inside. So no wonder First John chapter 4 and verse number 4 says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The greater one is inside of you. The power that created the universe is inside of you. Listen to me. I said the power that brought down the walls of Jericho, that power is inside of you. 
The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is the spirit of life. Let me show you how this thing functions. They always work together. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. When you preach about the Holy Ghost, you don't have to pray for the sick. The sick, they begin to receive healing without anybody preaching for them. When you preach about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost shows up and is already in the house. He's in the house to set the captives free. To break yokes. To deliver the oppressed. How God anointed Jesus. The first person we see is God. The next person we see is Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. So God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. But for him to function, God had to anoint him with the Holy Ghost. I said with the Holy Ghost. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Do you know that sickness is an oppression? There is nothing cute about sicknesses. There is nothing cute about diseases. Sickness is an oppression from the camp of the enemy. And I pray that this weekend, even starting from now, because our God is a God of now, every oppression is terminated. Every oppression is terminated. Every resistance shall break. Every resistance is broken. I command every resistance to break. Sickness is an oppression. It has a starting date. And it must have a date of expiration. Every sickness in the body, I command every oppression to come to an end in your life. He <laughs> said, in the beginning, it was not so. There was no sickness in that body. In the very beginning, when God finished creating you, he saw that you were good. He saw that everything about you was perfect. He saw that everything about you was beautiful. Because he makes all things beautiful in his own time. Can somebody shout yes? Every stranger hiding in your body right now, receive the fire of God. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, receive the fire of God. In the name of Jesus. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. And you see the three personalities there. God, then Jesus, then the Holy Spirit. They always walk in three. Glory to God. How best can I describe it? It's like you want to build a house. You want to build a church. You want to build a business. You will need an architect. Then you will need a foreman. You need workers that will actually, the boots on the ground. The architect in this case is God. He defines what needs to be done. He puts the plan in place. And then Jesus comes and administrates. And makes sure that all the I's are dotted. All the T's are crossed. And put all the things in place. But the one that actually gets the job done is the Holy Ghost. I say it's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is so important that from the very first page of the Bible, 
And in the very second verse, he's introduced to us. There was chaos. There was darkness. There was hopelessness. And then what were released? And what is the word? The word and Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. John chapter 1, in the beginning. So every time you say, let there be, Jesus spoke. When he said, let there be. But God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then Jesus said, light be. And it was the Holy Ghost. And in verse 2, he said, the Spirit of God was hovering. Do you know, as we are here right now, the Spirit is hovering over you. And when those words were released, the Spirit of God moved into action and brought beauty. And brought beauty out of chaos. And brought light where there was darkness. The Bible calls him the Spirit of life. And life is everything. Health is in life. Peace is in life. Joy is in life. You can only be joyous when you are alive. You can only have divine health when you are alive. You can only marry when you are alive. You can only be successful when you are alive. And the Bible said the mighty Holy Ghost is the spirit of life. Ministering life to everything that has died. Ministering life to everything that is dying. Ministering life to your very eyes. To your hearts. To your legs. To your blood. To your brain. To your marriages. And then the spirit of life is ministering to you. It's so powerful. But yet so gentle. He doesn't impose himself on anybody. Oh, and he's so tender. The Holy Ghost is so tender. Can't you see? The best character I can use to describe the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament was David. When David messes up, he will stand before the Lord and cry and cry. Sir, when was the last time you cried? When was the last time you poured out and you just cried? David would cry and cry and cry. And yet, there is no warrior like him in the Bible. He was so strong. <laughs> he was very courageous. He was a giant killer. He led other giant killers. Hallelujah. But he was soft and tender. That is how the Holy Spirit is. Very powerful. Can do and undo. But yet, very gentle. Very sensitive. You can have a friend today, and three months from now, the friends will not be your friend anymore. You can have a BFF today. Two months from now, your BFF is gone. You can have a wife today. Then things fall apart. And that is the end of that arrangement. Many of us think that we need other people to feel complete. But you know, no wife will love our wives. No husband. We love our husbands. No child. No children. And God bless our children. No relationship can satisfy the longing of your soul. The longing in the soul of a man. It takes only the spirit of God. There's an unquenchable thirstiness in the heart of a man. Only the spirit of God can fill it. There is a satisfaction that every man is looking for. There is a satisfaction that every woman is looking for. You can only find it in the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said, he said, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living waters, rivers of joy, rivers of peace, rivers of fulfillment. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mighty Holy Ghost, 
sensitive, tender, all wise, very understanding, standby generator, your comforter. I've been pastoring for a while. There are days that words have filled me. I didn't have the right words to tell people. But you know, it's only the Holy Spirit that can truly comfort his people. It is the Holy Ghost that can reach into the depths of the heart of a man and comfort that man and comfort that woman and bring joy. You can never have a better companion than the Holy Ghost. You can never be depressed when you know how to walk with the Holy Ghost. You can never be confused. You can't know Jesus intimately without knowing the Holy Ghost. It takes the Holy Ghost to unveil Jesus to you. The reason why you can't forgive is because you have not had a character with the Holy Ghost. The most powerful person that ever walked the face of this earth was Jesus Christ. Did you know that Jesus could not do without the Holy Ghost? Without the Holy Ghost, Jesus was just empty. He had no results. He had no impact. He prayed, most likely, and nothing happened. There were no testimony services in his church services. Because nobody got healed. He was dried. His life was a life of spirit. He depended absolutely on the Holy Spirit. Look at Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20. He was conceived by the Holy Ghost. Jesus was not conceived by a man. Matthew 1 and verse 20. And Mary was asking, how can I become pregnant when I have no husband and I'm not having any physical intimacy? And the angel told her, he said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The Holy Ghost is coming upon somebody tonight. The Holy Ghost is coming upon somebody tonight. To bad the miraculous in your life. He was taught by the Holy Spirit. John chapter 5 from verse 19 to 20. He was empowered by the Holy Ghost. At Jordan. Luke chapter 4 and verse number 14. He was led by the Spirit. The Bible says he went to Jordan to meet John the Baptist. And after his baptism, there was a voice that sounded. The voice sounded from heaven. The trees had the voice. The fishes had the voice. The oceans, they had the voice. All the angels in heaven, they had the voice. All the foes and the enemies and the conspirators, they had that voice. All of creation had the voice of the Father. And the Father was saying, He said, My beloved son. He was pleasing to the Father. He was an obedient child. He was always in sync with what heaven was saying. He was always walking in touch with heaven. He never did anything on his own. In whom I'm well pleased. And everywhere shook the pit of darkness. They heard the sound then. And the Bible says, and then thereafter, he said, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. I don't care it. Somebody's pleasing to the Father. Somebody's obedient to the Father. And yet, the Spirit drives him to the wilderness. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. 
have driven him to the palace. The spirit should have driven him to a cozy place. But the spirit drove him to the wilderness, a place of loneliness. The wilderness, a place of depravity, a place of lack, a place full of reptiles. The wilderness, there's droughts, scorpions, and snakes. The wilderness, no support systems. This man was pleasing to the Father. And yet the Spirit chased him, drove him to the wilderness. Call it the University of Adversity. I don't know who is in the wilderness right now. I don't know what you're feeling right now in the wilderness. I don't know what is going on with you. You have done everything right. You have been faithful. You have been dependable. Yet you find yourself in the wilderness. Jesus. Jesus. Is a priest that understands your pains. He understands your loneliness. He understands your depravity. He understands. You are not meant to die in the wilderness. You are not supposed to die in the wilderness. You will not die in that wilderness. It is seasonal. And that season comes to an end today. It comes to an end today. Can't you see? He's so close. He's real than you. He's real than you. That tumor is coming out. Yeah. Oh, I said the tumor is coming out. That tumor is coming out. Listen. He's close. He's more real than you. He's a person He's more real. He's not an it. He's not an influence. He has emotions. He has a will. He can be grieved. Don't you see? Don't you see the Holy Ghost? He's more real to you. He's more real. He's real than you. Holy Ghost, unveil yourself. Holy Ghost, reveal yourself to these people. Reveal yourself to them. Heal the sick. Perform miracles. Even as they are seated. Fill them with the Spirit. Fill them up. Fill them up. Holy Ghost. Breathe upon your people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Holy Ghost is everywhere, but He only manifests where He is honored. The Holy Ghost is in the beer parlor. The Holy Ghost is in the club. The Holy Ghost is in the hospitals. But He only manifests where He is honored. Mighty Holy Ghost, we honor you. We honor you, Mighty Holy Ghost. Thank you, Mighty Holy Ghost. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Thank you, Jesus. No technology, no method can replace or can take the place of the voice of God in your life. You can have all the gadgets. You can know all the methods. And you can know all the principles. But you are not in tune with channel heaven. You have missed it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, mighty Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is very individualistic. That means the Holy Spirit gives you attention as if you are the only person in the whole earth. As if no other person exists. So that's why the Holy Spirit can communicate to somebody who does not understand English and communicate to somebody who is educated in Harvard 
I can communicate with somebody who I've never seen the four walls of a classroom. I communicate with somebody who can talk, somebody who can hear, and the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is individualistic and very private. He talks to you as if you are the only one that exists in the whole world. God does not speak English language. The Lord speaks in the language of the Spirit. And then it is your spirit, based on what you understand, you interpret it. Thank you, mighty Holy Ghost. Today, this night, asking questions before you sleep. Tomorrow, get down from your bed. Get on your knees. Put your head on the ground. Say, Holy Spirit, I adore you. Say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Now, let me warn you. When you are eating food that you like so much, don't invite the Holy Spirit to come and eat. Oh, because before you eat two hands, the food will finish. Because the Holy Spirit will finish the food for you. No, I'm telling you. If you think it's a lie, put the delicious food down. Say, Holy Spirit, come and chop. This is we are talking. They are real. It is not by might. It is not by power. But by my spirit, say the Lord. Acts chapter 8. Philip was preaching a message. God was using him in a big major revival like this. And a spirit ministered to him. He go to a lonely road. And he went there. And he saw one guy in the chariot who was from Africa. Highly placed man. And the man was reading from the book of Isaiah. And he went close to that chariot and began to ask the man, understandest what thou readest. And he went, starting from that scripture, he began to explain about the person and the principle of Jesus Christ to the person. And the person gave his life to Christ. This is water. This is river. Why can't I be baptized? That was okay, I baptize you. They came down. He baptized him. Hey, Acts chapter 8. This is verse 27 or so. The moment he came out of the water, as Philip, the only one that was called evangelist in the Bible, as he came out of the water, he disappeared. Supernatural transportation. There are some things you can't understand. These are spiritual things. They are too deep. The sons of the prophet, they came to Elisha. They said, don't you know that today the spirit of God is taking your master? He said, shut up. I know. You expect that somebody, you left all your wealth and everything to follow. He wants to die and go. And you are not crying. They got to Jordan. They saw another set of the sons of the prophet. They said, don't you know that today the spirit of God is taking your master away? He said, shut up. I know. They got to the Jordan. That one took his mantle. Chua, chua, chua. Somebody is about to be separated forever. And they are talking about it. I see they are talking about peanuts and bread. Do you see spiritual realities? If I tell my members now that I want to move to another city, they'll start crying. But they were talking about it as if it's nothing. Somebody said spiritual. And they were going. That's okay. That is beyond my power. But if you are sensitive, you will receive what you want. Unexpectedly, a chariot of fire came. Took him. Elijah said, my father, my father. The man to the fed, he picked it. Spiritual transportation. The guy went to heaven. It is not by might nor by power. Now listen. How does that concern you? There are some things you are supposed to do with 10 years, 15 years. Many of you are still going to do it in three years. There are some territory you are supposed to cover for 15 years. You will cover them in three years. That's what they call divine speed. Divine speed. Even as you call for one, 10,000 will answer for you. There are miracles. There are unusual miracles. National miracles. There are international miracles. Do you know any big man, top place, who needs healing? You can heal people like that. It's an international miracle. That is where God is taking you to. 
It's not by might, it's not by power. But my spirit is here, the Lord. Say thank you, mighty Holy Ghost. Yes and amen. Indeed, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. I believe that you have been truly blessed to receive more copies of this message and other messages by Pastor Josh. Please call 405-418-6222 or visit us online at www.okcmc.tv. If you are within the area, come worship with us at the Miracle Center, 6051 North Brookline Avenue, Suite 133, Oklahoma City. Stay blessed and stay connected.